Good evening. 30 years ago, on Super Bowl Sunday, Whitney Houston delivered probably one of the most greatest versions of the Star Spangled Banner ever. So much so that it was released as a single. And released again in 2001 after the September 11th tax and the money was donated to various charities. And it was tonight, nine years ago, on February 11th, 2012, that Whitney Houston died. And I figured we need to talk about her because she was a trailblazer musically, in film, in television. She was also a very powerful producer, as we had talked about Disney Cinderella, The Princess Diaries, Sparkle, all produced with Whitney Houston and her partner, producing partner, Deborah Chase. And, you know, Whitney Houston's film career began later. She was on television in the 80s. She was on Give Me a Break. If you remember Give Me a Break with the amazing late Nell Carter. If you remember, I remember Nell Carter. I loved Give Me a Break. I love when the theme, she's got the vacuum cleaner and the fish tank. I always thought that was funny. Um, and it was around that time that Whitney released her debut album, Whitney Houston. Biggest debut album of all time. And it wasn't just because the videos, the album cover, you know, it was because of that voice. That voice that we all loved. It doesn't matter where you came from, your gender, your ethnicity, your creed, or wherever you were from, even different countries, we all loved Whitney Houston. That voice, that voice united us. That's what music does, is it unites us. And in 1992, Whitney Houston was picked by the producer of a film called The Bodyguard, which had been in production for years. In fact, the song, I Have Nothing, was almost 15 years old. Produced by Kevin Costner, Lawrence Cassidan, and Jim Wilson. Produced by Mick Jackson. The Bodyguard, released in 1992. This was Whitney Houston's first starring role alongside Kevin Costner. And here's something interesting about The Bodyguard. Not the greatest of all movies. It was, uh, you know, she's playing a star who is being stalked. Um, It was a successful film, though. And even more, the soundtrack was very successful. One of the most successful soundtracks of all time with that song written by Dolly Parton, I Will Always Love You. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Dolly Parton said that she almost got into a car wreck the first time she heard Whitney's version of her song because she she took it to another place and Dolly was moved by that. In the film, though, Whitney plays Rachel Marin, singer, superstar, managed by her sister. And someone is sending very disturbing letters to Rachel, and so they hire a bodyguard, played by K. 
Kevin Costner, who had just won the Oscar for Dances with Wolves. I jokingly call it Dances with Bunnies. You know, um, <clears throat> this movie... First of all, this movie did something that... It didn't mention race. When Rachel and Frank Farmer get together, there is no mention of, and there's no controversy of, oh, he's he's white and she's black. That is never mentioned in the film. It what is mentioned is is that she is a superstar. She falls in love with her bodyguard. Okay, and it's a love story. These two people from, you know, very different worlds fall in love. And Kevin Costner presided over Whitney's funeral in 2012 to say goodbye. He was so taken with Whitney Houston. And Whitney said when he first was considering her for the movie, she said, why me? Because she was so unsure of herself to play this character. And he said, because you're the only one that can sing. Because we all knew she had that voice. <clears throat> and this was off the heels of the Star Spangled Banner. I mean, come on. If you didn't think Whitney Houston had a voice, then you were living under a rock. Even Mariah Carey who is one of Whitney's contemporaries, said of Whitney, Whitney was the voice. Nobody can ever take that away from Whitney. Whitney did things that all of us wish we could do. Every singer has said that about Whitney Houston. But tonight we're also talking about Whitney as an actress, okay? And, you know, there's a part in The Bodyguard where I will always love you is playing and she's listening to it, her character. And she's like, this is such a sad, sad song. And later records it. What can we say about the bodyguard that it hasn't already been said? Let's just tune in. Look, there's several good men available for that kind of money. Have you talked to the scene? Fitzgerald? Portman? Yeah, Portman was interested. But we heard that you were the best. There's no such thing. Portman, we're talking about a very frightened little lady with an eight-year-old son. Believe me, I wouldn't be here if I didn't think this was for real. Rachel Marin. Hello. Hi. Wait a minute. Oh, you don't look like a bodyguard. What'd you expect? Well, I don't know. Maybe a tough guy. This is my disguise. Oh, this timing's good. This is Nikki, Rachel's sister and uh, personal secretary. Nice to meet you, Mr. Farmer. Tony Scabelli. Size Factor, Rachel's publicist. So, can we get you a drink? Yeah, orange juice. Straight? Yeah. Thank you. Listen, this whole thing is Bill's idea. A sudden obsession with protecting me. Come on, baby. Get and, you know, 
what Whitney Houston did, I mean, she was very good at playing a superstar because she was a superstar and <clears throat> brought a little bit of her own trepidation, her own, you know, wiles to being a singer who just wants to be left alone. And of course, there's that famous scarf scene with the sword. If you've ever seen The Bodyguard, if you haven't, Whitney, for her first film, come on. film i mean come on gotta give it to whitney whitney when whitney did things she did them right professionally <clears throat> we're not going to talk about what happened to whitney because it's sad it's sad it's been talked about it's been overanalyzed And what the music industry, what the entertainment industry, what it does to people. And when they just need someone to tell them the truth, it's not a good industry. And but Whitney went on to do other films. So it wasn't just The Bodyguard. She did a very good film controversial for its time based on the book by Terry McMillan Waiting to Exhale starring one of her good friends Angela Bassett Loretta Devine Leela Rashawn 
four women, four best friends, living in Arizona. Of course, we all, you know, the Angela Bassett scene where she sets fire to the car. That's probably one of a, a great cinematic moment directed by Forrest Whitaker, who went on to win an Oscar for Best Actor for playing Idi Amin in The Last King of Scotland. And um, also directed Hope Floats with Sandra Bullock. So, you know, that's something I also want to talk about later on is Forrest Whitaker as a director. You know, this is... And, and an actor, but the fact that he directed those two films about uh, mostly women is very powerful. So Whitney in Windexel plays Savannah. And Savannah is working in television. She is also pressured by her mother to hook back up with her old boyfriend, who happens to be married. Mm-hmm. And Savannah doesn't really have a lot of luck with men. And that name is very special to me because I know someone with that name. She's not she's not like Whitney, but she's got style. Um and I wanted to give her a shout out. Very good friend. Um of course we all remember the song Exhale Shoop Shoop from the movie. And Count on Me, a duet with CC Wines. Um Whitney as an actress this was her second movie and you know as an actor really she learned she learned from her previous experiences and what it took to breathe life into that character and wait to exhale waiting to exhale has been parodied yes yes many many times you know Whitney said when she did waiting to exhale she didn't want to do anything with the soundtrack because she said to babyface i don't want this to be a bodyguard thing you know and babyface says you think you're not going to sing on this record and she says well i hadn't planned on it and uh mm, here's a great moment with angela bass and whitney This new job. 
Well, I took a pay cut to see if I have what it takes to produce. You know, some of us are still on that dream trip, girl. Are you scared? You know, what Whitney could convey as her characters, you know, she really brought it. This is a good scene. First of all, Ma, I am sick of you telling me how I should live my life, who you think I should love, marry. Ma, I'm sick of it. Don't you raise your voice at me. Mama, I'm 33 years old and I live alone. Mm, yeah, tell me about it. Yes, and I may have to accept the fact that I may live alone for the rest of my life. It ain't too late, Savannah. He's begging on his damn knees and you letting him get away. Mama, do you hear me? I have a job. I have friends. Ma, I have interests that you don't even ask about. Because only one thing counts with you, Mama. With any damn woman, unless they lie to themselves. Well, I'm being honest with myself, Mom. I'm smart. I work hard. And I'm a good person. Ma, if I allowed myself to think like you, I guess I'd be a dead woman. Ma, you should be proud I'd rather live alone than crawl up behind some two-timing loser like Kenneth. He's a good man, Savannah. A good man. He's just in a bad situation right now, and he's trying to get out of it. Mama, I tell you what, why don't you fucking marry him then? superstar becomes the character and that's what we see in waiting to exhale you know it wasn't just okay whitney's singing the songs and that's and i could understand where she was coming from when she says i don't want this to be a bodyguard thing to separate the character from the singing you know but savannah didn't do any singing in the movie um and in 1996, so in 1995, okay, so 1992, The Bodyguard, 1995, Wait to Exhale. Then in 1996, Whitney did The Preacher's Wife with Denzel Washington, Gregory Hines, and the amazing Jennifer Lewis, who has a beautiful book called The Mother of Black Hollywood. She loved playing Whitney's mother. And um, this was directed by Miss Penny Marshall. Except Joe Hamilton's off. Julie, did you hear me? I, I heard you. I just can't believe what I heard. Excuse me, can I get you anything? Oh, no. No, no, no. Nothing at all. 
pode ir pra boa, ela vai ficar. And so the bodyguard also starred Mr. Courtney B. Vance, who's married to Angela Bassett as the preacher, Henry. The preacher's wife is a remake of the 1947 film, The Bishop's Wife, which starred Loretta Young, uh, Cary Grant, and Mr. David Niven. And so the preacher's wife, you know, and of course, Whitney got to do what Whitney does best. And Jennifer Lewis talked about that. And, um, you know, Jennifer Lewis plays the grandmother on Blackish. Such a, such an amazing actress. And, um, her book, The Mother of Black Hollywood. I really encourage you to listen to it, read it, because she talks about working with Whitney. She loved Whitney. And, what what a legendary what a legendary thing and, and she you know scolded Whitney I guess because Whitney didn't show up because it was too cold you know um, if we can find it ah commercial you know Whitney did and Whitney produced and sang on the soundtrack for The Preacher's Wife it was a big album I loved her I got to play her mama for three months. We became friends after that. She took me through her house in Jersey. She was so proud, showing me all her gold albums and awards. What can I tell you? I got, uh, I got in the pool with Bobby Christie. She was just a little bitty thing. And she wanted to swim and swim and swim. I said, look, girl, I'm tired. What's wrong? I was privileged to sit there in that church in Yonkers when she was singing, Help is on the way. And I love the Lord from the preacher's wife. Whoa. I mean, to be sitting that close and hearing her sing the genre of music that she had been raised with, gospel, the trills in her voice, the riffs, the range, the beauty, the soul, her beauty. It was a sight to see. 
Well, a couple of times Whitney would come over and say, how am I doing? I'd say, baby, not too well. Uh, <laughs> she was always a little nervous about her acting uh, skill. She was good. She was good. Um, you know, one time she didn't show up. It was a winter of record-breaking blizzards. So they had teased my hair up for a scene. And I was like, uh, where's Whitney? And they said, she's not here. And I said, well, give me the phone. And I called. I said, hey, little girl, why didn't you call? They have to now wash my hair in 10 below zero to fix it for another scene that you're not in. Little girl, Whitney, this is not a concert. It's teamwork. Uh, what? Oh, OK. No, all right. So you couldn't get out of the drive. I understand. <laughs> She was like, Mama, 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 I'm so sorry, Mama, 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 I won't do it again. I'll call. I'll call earlier next time, Mama. We can't get out of the garage, Mama. I said, oh, Lord. And sis, uh, Sissy's, like, sitting here. And she called me Mama Sissy. <laughs> Sissy was like, we all know who her mama is. I said, oh, yes, we do. And when she passed, There's nothing to say. It stopped us all. Wherever we were, we stopped. And we wept. And Jennifer Lewis basically hits it on the head. We all stopped what we were doing. We couldn't believe it. I remember reading it online. And you know how Wikipedia is. They said she died in Canada. And I waited. There's no confirmation. And then I turned on CNN. And there it was. Don Lemon. Don Lemon, who now has his own nightly show, announced the death of Whitney Houston. It was tough. It was very tough. And those of us, you know, and then I remember like a week later, they were playing her stuff when she was on the American Music Awards in 1994. And she's singing I Have Nothing. And it just hit me that someone of that caliber with that voice, you know, a lot of us, you know, is there a God? Is there not a God? I will tell you when, when she sang, when she sang, not sing, when she sang. Okay, there's a difference. <clears throat> you felt it. Whatever it is that you felt, it was beyond this world. Um, she was later with uh, Jennifer Lewis in Nora's Hair Salon, a cameo that she did. Penny Marshall loved working with Whitney. A lot of people did. And Whitney's last film was Sparkle. And it was released after her death and yeah it was it was sad it was sad that someone of that caliber and who was a mother and a wife and a daughter here she is in sparkle getting an education and having a relationship with the lord if you can't do that then go 
what the Lord gave me this gift if I wasn't supposed to use it? What'd you say? All I think about is music. Everything I see, hear, feel turns into a song, and I, I try to turn it off, but I can't. And I know the Lord loves me, and he wouldn't torture me with something I want to do, can't help but do. So I figured I... You figured I was wrong. That I had a gift. Sparkle, you can have a gift. It's how you use it. Yep, that's her last film. And I thought tonight, let's end on the film for television that brought her into America's living rooms. She was a producer on. She picked Brandy. And... Someone who probably had a lot more energy and who really was Cinderella to me should play the part and I suggested um, Brandy. She called me one day all hype. I was like, what's going on with me? And she's like, I, I got this project. Deborah and I have this project and we want you to do this movie called Cinderella. We want you to play Cinderella. And I said, I thought you were gonna be Cinderella. She's like, I'm 33 now. I'm not quite feeling like Cinderella. No, honey, I'm not gonna be Cinderella. <laughs> I love that. I love the relationship in that clip. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, you're the perfect Cinderella, and I'm your fairy godmother. I like this project because it consisted of a, a rainbow cast of people, um, Asian-Americans, uh, African-Americans, uh, Caucasian-Americans, and, you know, um, it's never been done that way before. Yeah, and we can't play the music because, you know, um, oh, here we go. We could play a little of this. Okay, I'm going to get in trouble for playing that, but oh well. It's Whitney. It's Whitney, and Whitney was funny. Whitney was really funny. You know, she's born and raised in New Jersey. And um, out of respect, I'm not saying the year she was born, because you don't do that to a lady. I know some people disagree with me. We're not going to talk about those infamous interviews. We're just not going to. Okay. I thought, you know, let's pay tribute to the woman um, the icon you know, it's not it's not easy up there at, at the top it's not <clears throat> but she was, you know she was the voice and um if we can talk about when she was called that, you know, um, yeah. Hmm. Is this it? No, it's not. <laughs> you know, with this show, <laughs> things always happen. <laughs> um, Mm, here we go. I began to sing, and the whole audience rushed to the stage. A frame girl. Every black girl in America, I say, 
So then you become Whitney Houston. Now we can't play the song. We can't play the song. Where is it? Special memories and, you know, tiny frame girl. Here we go. This is the voice. You are the defendant. You are the voice. That was my name for you. You are. You called me. You were the first person that really called me that. You are the voice. Overwhelming title. <laughs> the voice. Yeah. There was a time I read where you were actually thinking in this past seven years. because. You... And yeah, she was the voice. She was the voice. We all knew she was the voice. Um, still is the voice. Nobody will ever sound like Whitney. And I remember when she was promoting The Preacher's Wife, she did a skit on SNL. And of course, that's Whitney, Mary Catherine Gallagher, Molly Shannon, Rosie O'Donnell, and Penny Marshall, who were hosting Saturday Night Live that weekend with Whitney as musical guest in 1996. Whitney Houston, one of the most awarded female artists of all time. Nobody tops Whitney. And as an actress, she left us with some really good roles. Think of it. Bodyguard, Waiting to Exhale, The Preacher's Wife, Cinderella, and Sparkle. And yes, the music is there, but as an actress, you know, that that was Whitney's goal, was to be an entertainer. She was an entertainer. It wasn't so much the term diva, which had a negative connotation to it, is that she was a superstar. We all acknowledge that, whether you want to or not. And her passing nine years ago was very sad. A long career. A very long career. A career that we can still look at and smile and be thankful that she was alive at this time. And shared herself with us. And wherever she is, Whitney, you're the voice. You're a damn good actress, too. As always, unpleasant dreams.